in your quiet moments, have you ever thought to yourself, it shouldn't be this difficult or I can never seem to get ahead no matter what I do? Well, you're not alone. Our next guest, Therese Skelly, says that our brains are designed to keep us safe, small and stuck. Now, she's a business coach, author, podcaster and much more. And she says that instead, you need to be fiercely brilliant and create a business that works for you instead of you working for the business. I know you're going to find this episode very enlightening. And it is Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, episode number 116. And just to note, this episode was recorded in late May 2020. All right. Happy to have you here. Let's get going right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Bolitnikoff and we've got another great guest with us. Therese Skelly, and you can check her out at thereseskelly.com, and it's T-H-E-R-E-S-E-S-K-E-L-L-Y, thereseskelly.com. And I tell you what, I try to do a brief on somebody's bio. It's really hard to do a brief bio when it comes to Therese. There's there's been a lot that she has done, and just looking at her website, it says, Massive Transformation for High-Achieving Women in Business. She's got a book. And the book is called Love-Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. She's got a blog. She's got a podcast. She's a speaker. She's a mentor. She's a leader. And she has developed all this. And I'm going to bring her in the conversation now, going through one of the most horrific times in her life. And she talks about that on her bio, on her website. It's all kind of come together to make her the leader that she is now. She's got a great story. I know you're going to enjoy this. So, Therese, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being well, here. Thank you. Thank you. It makes me sound like I've been kind of busy. <laughs> so that, was, uh, that was a fabulous introduction. And, I, you know, I've been around a long time. I've been in the industry for like 15 years. So I've been around, done some stuff. So thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm really excited to be here. It's, it's great to have you. And I know I couldn't possibly do your bio justice. So maybe you could tell the audience your story and what brought you to where you are now. Yes, and, and I'm going to start. I'm going to start the. I'm not going to start when I'm two. We get a lot of years to catch up, but I'm going to start what I consider the beginning. Okay, so FYI, I used to be a psychotherapist. I was married. I had two small kids, and I loved it. I never thought I would do anything else. I loved helping people solve their problems, and again, my kids were my main focus. But then in about 2001, I got like, maybe I'll go to life coaching school. And back in those days, there wasn't 9 million coaches. And so after coaching school, when I went to a networking group, I said, I'm a coach. And they said, what, golf or tennis? Like, that's how old, I, you know, that's, that's how dated this is, right? And because I went to that one networking group, I got on a newsletter, and the newsletter had an ad for business coaches. So you see this, business coaches wanted, and here's, here's the funny part. I have a criminal justice undergraduate, and yes, I, I was a prison guard, and, but a lot of your guests can't say that one, right? And then I went on. <laughs> Indeed, <'cause>, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not an experience. You know, not a lot of people have had that. And so then I went on, got a master's in counseling. I practiced. I never worked in business. 
I never, I didn't, I say, I used to think Excel was like a phone company. I'd never seen a spreadsheet. I didn't know the term P&L. Like, and yet I saw this ad that said business coaches wanted. And Jeff, here's where the story starts. I really believe that our souls have a direction for us. And this time, because against every, like if anybody would have vetted me, they would have said, what are you thinking? Like, <laughs> you have to know about business to have been a business coach, right? And I said, yes. And I filled out the application. And the next day, I have an interview, and I'm hired. And it was one of those, like, holy crap moments. I don't know if you guys relate to, you know, the imposter syndrome or, like, oh, my God, I'm really good at interviewing, and now what? Right? So that's how I started. I started having zero understanding, started feeling, like, so underwater in terms of the learning curve. And because I, had, I, didn't, I never worked in corporate. I never, knew, I never read a business book. So here I am, a business coach. Now, thankfully, I had great mentoring. I, I worked for a coaching company, and I got wonderful mentoring. And as I say, I don't like to suck for very long. <laughs> I don't like to be really like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. So I really endeavored to learn you know, how to market, how to sell, how to do the messaging. And then along the way, then I left the business coaching company, and I started my own company. And that was also the time during the recession, you know, in 2008 or so. And through that, I did okay, but the recession hit, everything changed, and I ended up losing everything. I ended up going through a bankruptcy and losing my house and car, and that was horrific, horrific. But what I learned from that is, you know, here I was, like, working in mindset, and I didn't have a very good money mindset. I had to really examine, like, how the heck, beyond, because can't, you can't blame the recession. It was me who also created bad habits and mismanaged, and it was a combination of both. And so that catapulted me into, like, I don't want any other woman to have to go through this. So I'm going to really focus on finally owning, yeah, I know how to do marketing. I'm really good at that. But I want to work with the inner game stuff. I want to work with your psychology, and I want to help you with money and areas that you are holding yourself back or blocking you. So that's kind of how I moved from, well, <laughs> from just prison guard psychotherapist to, to what I am today. Well, I'll tell you, and let's fast forward if we could here, because yeah, sure. the next part of your journey, and boy, I wish I had like three hours to talk to you, because we really could, we really could, <laughs> di- lot, yeah. we really could dive into a lot. But being that these are 20 minute interviews, we got to kind of mm-hmm. hit the highlights. And yep. one thing that really stuck out to me on your bio and Mm -hmm. you had three years of intense loss your mom died suddenly of a stroke two Mm -hmm. uh your father-in-law passed away a couple of relationships ended one of your sons got very ill and your best friend and ex-husband then as you're finding a sense of balance died of a heart attack and what all of that and i don't want to steal your thunder here because i really want you to expand on this but this from what i can tell is it created this fiercely here kind of mantra that you have now. And I'd love you to talk about uh, how that time frame shaped you and how it is the foundation of what you're doing now. That is such a great question, Jeff. Thank you. You know, I feel like, yeah, so I I had, in a like three and a half year period, I had 
so many losses and such I call it the tsunami of grief and I think right now you know we're in this middle of this pandemic there's a lot of collective grief I think a lot of people are just you know holding their breaths either they've lost people or they've lost income or their their jobs are uncertain I mean it's just like we're in really scary times number one what I learned is you got to surrender to it and it was really weird because I would want to work I love to work love to create and I literally could not and so there's this part of my energy that's like, go, you should work, you need money. And then I would hear, like, I got nothing to give. I, and, and, you know, when my, my kid's dad died, because uh, it was a sudden death, right? He was younger, and he did, we didn't expect him not to wake up. Then I had their grief as well. So then I'm the only parent I managed. It was, it, I just can't even tell you how difficult it was. But so the first part is I just allowed it to go through me because I knew I couldn't do anything else. So the first piece, when you're going through something like that, is you just have to surrender. The second piece is, for me, it develops even more faith. Like, you know what? I'm just going to trust that I'm supported. I'm going to trust that if I take care of my family, God will take care of my business. I also had to bring in a bunch of support. I, you know, this is not the time to be an overachieving superhero. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to just, my healing, my energy, taking care of me was the most important thing. And when I started coming on the other side of it, it's like when you've lost everything, you have nothing left to lose, right? And and as a woman, you know, I was I, I, I'm a six year old woman, right? I was raised with people pleasing and codependency and taking care of everybody, and and I came on the other side of it like, oh hey hey hey, <laughs> like, like life is freaking short. What do you want? And so I developed actually have a Facebook group, and I and I have this. I wrote what's called the Fiercely Here Manifesto. And I think, you know, you you speak to women, a lot of women, they don't walk into a room going, oh, yeah, I'm fiercely here. They walk in the room going, is it okay if I'm here? Will you let me speak? Ah, and that's so frustrating to me. And so, so it really catalyzed my mission, like, I want to get women's voices out really powerfully. And sometimes the journey is ravaged with grief or pain or trauma, but it's okay, on the other side, you can find this fierceness and this voice to, like, make a difference. I know that's what you guys are all about, right? Absolutely. You know, Athena is all about empowering women leaders. And when you look at the eight Athena leadership principles, when you look at live authentically, learn constantly, advocate fiercely, act courageously, mm-hmm. foster collaboration, build relationships, give back, and celebrate, it seems to me mm-hmm. that you're embodying... Yep, a lot, all of it, yep. all of it, all of it yep. in what you're in what you're doing. And so what's your message to women that are listening right now? What would you like to tell them? Like, just say their prospective coaching or mentoring clients to yours. What would you what would you say to them? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I think the main problem that women have is that they're not owning their value. You know, if you are over 40 years old, you have been socialized to dim your light. You've been socialized to take care of other people first. And so if you have a thing, if you have a gift to give, because I think we're all here to serve. We really are. At least the people that are listening to you and me, right? There's a part of us that wants to make humanity better, and we are gifted with certain things. And what happens is we come in the world and we're like, eh, it's not that good. Oh, everybody, uh, Tony Robbins already talked about that. Oh, Jeff's already doing that. Nobody wants, and, so, and you dim yourself down. And so what I would tell you is 
there, there's that light in you that it's call, it's like literally expressing itself through you to be the gift, right? And that's the work I do. And in fact, I've moved from being fiercely here. I want people now to be fiercely brilliant. Like I want your brilliance shining because when you shine, everybody around you is elevated. And so don't give up. Like that's what I say is if it's, if it's in you to do it, the way has to be shown. I feel like I could start preaching in a minute, Jeff. Careful. <laughs> Well, I'm going. hey, we'd love to have you do that because you know what? <laughs> a uh, prison, a former prison guard preaching, I I dare say we've not had that on this podcast yet. So, <laughs> well, there you go. It's a, your lucky day, right? That's right. But uh, before we start heading into our last few questions here, because the one thing about this is we've talked about the struggles. We've talked about the loss, but there's a lot of optimism. If you get to... Mm-hmm the end of your bio, it's a story of hope. It's a story of resilience. It's a story yeah. of optimism and it's a story of can do. So maybe you could enlighten the audiences to the bright future for not only you, but them as well. That's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's good to be reminded of that because I always start with a breakdown story and I forget the like, Oh yeah, but wait, I've got a great life today. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, thank you for bringing that to my attention. And we do that, right? We focus on the trauma or the pain and we forget and look at you now. So here's what I know. I love Michael Beckwith always says, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And that can get you through anything. My, my clients call me Mama T, right? And so some would come to me and, and I'd say, you know what I'm going to ask? They'd say, I know, how is this perfect? <laughs> I'd say, yep, how is this perfect? Because I really believe there is always breakdown before breakthrough. There's always destruction before creation. And so even in this pandemic, as scary and freaking crazy and dark as this all is, I have to hold the truth and the knowing that something good is coming, something is better. And we don't have to see it. We just have to hold on to something that it's going to emerge better. And so in times like this, what I teach people is what can you control? And when I was going through my bankruptcy, you know, Jeff, I looked at toilet paper because one day I think I'd gone to Costco, right? And I, and I got like one of those mega packs. And here I, I was struggling with money, but I was like, oh, I had a bunch of toilet paper. I actually said, a, I, I have, would say a swear word if it was my podcast, but I got a bowl load of toilet paper. And it reminded me of what I had instead of focusing on what I didn't have. And so I rebuilt myself by going, I have got, I got to plethora of love. I've got great kids. Today, I've got a very sexy boyfriend that I adore and have fun with, right? So you have to consciously train your brain to look for the blessings, look for things that are working because it's very easy to get swept into. Oh, no. Oh, no. And here's what I'll tell you. I forget. One of my main teachings is that your brain is not your friend. Your brain is wired to always show you what's wrong, what could go wrong. Your brain is literally wired. Your biology is wired to keep you safe, small, and stuck and the same. And so if you endeavor to do something new, your brain's going to be like, wait, wait. And it is going to fire all those you know, negative voices. And your goal is to not listen to it. Your goal is to go, oh, shh, go lay down. You're good. Go lay down. <laughs> love okay? that. So, I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you what, and, and my brain seems to talk at about 1.30 in the morning for some reason. <laughs> That's when it saves all the negative thoughts for. There we go. My there brain at one 1.30 in the morning combined with the internet, then there's no sleep till about 6.00. Oh goodness! I know. It's rough. Well, those of us, those of us overthinkers, you know, it it is rough. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. All right. Well, so we're of course going to put all the resources that you have available. Your website is very 
rich in content, and we'll have links to all sorts of stuff, your book and your podcast and your blog, and you have some free training for people on all that other good stuff. So we're automatically going to put those in the notes. But uh, tell me what other resources you'd like to point people at that you think might inspire them. I So a couple books that I've read lately. Glennon Doyle has a book called Untamed. It just came out recently. Oof, I love that one. And if you're speaking to women, that should that's a must-read because it's about women have been tamed. And she speaks, as I do, about a lot of the cultural conditioning that we have bought into. And, oh, it's wonderful. Untamed, that's great. I also, I really like the, the work of Anne Lamott. She's uh, a writer that her, her style is like, it's like me, it's kind of like reverence and irreverence. So she'll, like, pray and swear in the same sentence, which I kind of like that. <laughs> but she's, <laughs> she's, very, she's very, like, humble, down-to-earth, funny, and very inspirational, very inspirational. So I like those two. And I have, I have my, my new Facebook group is called Fierce AF Women in Business with Tree Skelly. And you don't have to be women in business because I've attracted a lot of people, that, a lot of women that just like, hey, I want to show up more, more fiercely. And it's a wonderful community. I go in there a lot. There's a lot of really nice engagement. So that's the, probably the best place to get the most of me. Those are some nice resources. Well, we're going to hand the mic over to you. I love doing this, especially with fellow podcasters. It's always yeah, it's yeah. always both interesting and scary to interview a fellow podcaster. <laughs> you know, You're doing great, by the way. Uh, I'm going to give you an A. You're uh, fabulous. Thank so. you. I love that. That's great. That means a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially with all the content that you produce. So that is really thank you. So let's talk about you and what you would like to say to the audience. I'm going to hand the mic over to you and have you take out the podcast and address the audience any way that you see fit. Therese Skelly, the floor is yours. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what wants to come? Yeah. Um, What I'm aware of, Jeff, you know, I I changed from doing, I would sneak in the energy work I do. I would sneak in the spiritual work. I would, because I was a business coach, and back when I started, it was pretty hardcore. You had to just do marketing, and, and, what I know now is I work with energy, and I, I don't know if you know what a pendulum is, but I can literally diagnose the exact place where a wound has started. So what is a pendulum anyway? I am actually not familiar with that. Okay. A pendulum is a way to, it's like divination, is to, is to test, you know, so if you, if you oh, that's, let's see, how do I describe it? it? It tests yes or no. It tests the truth. You know, some people call it muscle testing. I don't know if you've seen the muscle testing where you push on somebody's arm. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 like that. Basically, it's finding the truth. So when so what I'm, what I'm saying is though, more often than not, we what I've discovered is that things that are blocking us or holding us back are not even our own. And what I mean by that, for example, I'm Irish, right? And I have this beautiful. She's now deceased, but my beautiful grandma, Irish immigrant. She had a life of struggle and sickness. And I didn't understand the first 30 years of my life, like, my God, why is everything so hard? And some wise healer said, well, you know, you're carrying your grandmother's. And I was like, what? 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 You know, the, the potato famine was very difficult for my people, as was my grandmother's near-death experience when she, you know, had whatever. And so there's new studies that show that you carry in ancestral trauma. There are, I, I've seen people, for example, that let's say they were born, there was a surprise baby or they wanted a boy and they were a girl. And I, and I, and they, I don't, I don't know the story in the beginning, but I, 
through my intuition, I can go in and say, wait, what? What? Tell me that conception story. And they're like, oh, my dad wanted a boy. And I'm like, oh, there we go. And I can find the source of the trauma. And what happens is we carry energy, get, like it's locked in. Because how do you, how do you make that one up? <laughs> if your family wanted a boy and here you are a girl and you're trying to sell yourself there's, or market yourself or be bold, your beautiful presence in the world, there's, there's that part of you that's like, but who I am is fundamentally wrong. Right, and most of us don't even. Like, people are blown away by what I can find, and then we clear it. And so, what I'm, what I want to tell you is, most of us look outside of ourselves, and, and there's like, oh, I got to get a marketing plan. I, I have to get better copy or messaging, or oh, I should get a better website. Well, maybe it's it's the internal stuff that you haven't looked at, and that's what I would say to you, right? So, if there's resistance, if there's fear. If there's the biggest pattern that I see is like stop and start, right? I want to do it. Oh, forget. I, I sabotage. I want to do it. Uh-oh, I got hurt. You know what I mean? Like that's an indicator that there's something unconscious going on. And I, I'm just here to tell you that it, it holds so much weight in terms of maybe this is why you haven't achieved. I know for me it is. Like it's all – I don't pay anybody to do any marketing coaching. I pay people to help me get my head straight basically right clear my energy find the blocks that i can't find because that's where most of it lives the other stuff is easy to overlay once you got that done so i just would say look there look there because it's it's that's where it is usually well therese skelly com. check out all of the great content she has there and i have to say thank you so much for sharing so much enlightening information with us uh, this week on the podcast. Again, thanks for being here, Therese. It was great. You did a wonderful job. Oh, thank you. You as well. How do you create a great culture at work? Well, that's exactly what our next guest is an expert in, and she is going to help you do just that. We're going to feature Ginger Hardage. She's the former senior VP of Culture and Communications at Southwest Airlines and founded Unstoppable Cultures in 2017. Ginger believes that Unstoppable Cultures create high-performing organizations, that bosses should be mentors, not prison guards, infusing environments with optimism, and so much more. Listen in for how you can improve your culture. Here's a bit from Ginger as she talks about a lie that people tell themselves when thinking about changing culture. One of the lies I hear leaders say is, if I empower my employees, I might lose control. Well, you might, but think of the incredible upside, especially when the engagement level of your employees is involved. So I encourage them to think of all employees, try to set up um, an organization where employees have freedom, but inside a framework. I mean, we all have to have a certain framework or parameters that we lead by. So I encourage organizations to look at how much freedom can they give their employees. Set the overall tone for your value, but allow employees to deliver customer service based on the personality you actually hire them for and not being too formulaic because you might miss some delightful surprises. Here's another lie you may be telling yourself. It's too difficult to help this podcast grow. It's actually very easy. Rate and review the podcast and share the episodes you find relevant. Thank you in advance for your time and thank you for listening. 
myself and my partners at Athena International appreciate you.